podcast is part of the Batman Universe Podcast Network, hosted by the BatmanUniverse.net. Here, we love talking about everything Batman. The BatmanUniverse.net has news, original content, and reviews about Batman comics, movies, TV shows, video games, and more. Check out the BatmanUniverse.net and join our Discord server to start chatting with fellow fans. We can't wait to talk to you guys. Also, visit our Patreon page and join our other awesome supporters. But enough of this nonsense. On with the show. Hey folks, welcome to this episode of TBU Specials. And in this special episode, I'm going to be sitting down speaking with Christian Ward, who is the writer and artist of the upcoming miniseries, Batman City of Madness, coming from DC's Black Label imprint in October. Uh, he sat down with me. We talked for about 20 minutes uh, about his motivation for the series and what fans can expect once it releases without getting into any spoilers. So I don't want to delve too much into what the conversation was about. And we're just going to go ahead and, and jump right into the interview that I really hope you enjoy. So again, this is my interview, recent interview with writer and artist Christian Ward. So welcome to the show. This is Christian Ward sitting here with Theo. Christian Ward, welcome to the Batman universe. How are you? Oh, it's so nice to be finally in the Batman universe. Thank you for having me. Well, we are we are so pleased to have you. And we're here today to talk City of Madness, new series coming out in October from DC Comics. Yes. I have a lot of questions. I, I, I was able to see a lot of the, I was able to read a preview of the of the first issue. I am this is not gonna be a spoiler episode, but man, I read that first issue. Guys, you are gonna be shot when you get you these pages uh so just based on these preview images which are out there mm-hmm. uh, that's a very interesting color palette that you're using mm-hmm. what's behind that selection i mean i think kind of um my colors have always been quite idiosyncratic um and quite bold and I think it's because I come from, like, I've always wanted to be a comic book artist, but I took the long way around. You know, I'm in my late 40s now, and I'm only now really kind of, you know, kind of getting what I want in comics and getting to where I want to be. You know, it's taken me a long time. Uh, and so before I did comics professionally, I used to be, I dabbled at being a fine artist. I used to do kind of big canvas paintings, um, you know, very abstract very colourful, using, you know, you know, very strange colours and just mixing different kind of colour combinations. And I also used to, um, when I was at university, I trained to be a children's book illustrator. And again, there, I would use very bright kind of colours. I mean, my view for colours is they are your secret weapon and you get the colours right and you grab your reader with the colours they will forgive, you know, a little, a janky kind of drawn arm here or a little bit of dodgy perspective there because colours sing and that, you know, and if you can get that right, you know, you, you've won half the battle. And I think because I've kind of come into comics through like the left door, 
it's I've kind of brought these strange kind of well, not strange for me, but kind of like they're slightly more kind of off kilter kind of color choices. And you'll see that, you know, anyone who's followed all my work uh, will see kind of similarities in those such those color choices. Um, but I mean, specifically for City of Madness, I mean, it's a cosmic horror. Uh, and what I wanted to do was obviously create a kind of atmosphere of unease, an atmosphere of kind of slightly nightmarish kind of like, you know, you're never quite, it's never quite tangible. It's never quite solid. Um, and it's, it kind of feels quite psychedelic and kind of like, almost like a hallucinogenic kind of sort of experience. So I really dialed those colours all the way up because we've seen a lot of dark and gloomy Batman. And um, I wanted to do something really different. I wanted to show that you could still do dark Batman, but with the colours, you know, really turned up to a high volume. Yes, very bright, very vivid, yet yeah. still dark at the same time. And, and it is, you, it's neon. It's neon Gotham. Yeah, you quickly get it. So you, so you mentioned wanting to be an artist, a comic book artist for a long time. Who... Who or what was that inspiration? Oh, it, that's that's an easy answer. I'm, I'm going to hold a book up for Theo to see now, and I'll tell you, uh, listeners, what it is. It's this book here, and that book is Batman Arkham Asylum, A Serious House on a Serious Earth. I mean, there were books before. I mean, I used to, you know, I didn't read this when I was nine, but I did read it when I was 13, and um, it, it made a huge impact on me. Primarily because it was, in the same way that I've kind of come in for the left door, it wasn't a typical comic, particularly at the time. It was, you know, painted, photorealism, collage, you know, everything happening together, you know, very strange abstractions of kind of physicalities and, and all sorts. It was, you know, it really blew my mind and kind of planted seeds that I would later understand as I kind of grew um, of what a comic could be. So it's, you know, a hundred percent, you know, that book by Grant Morrison and Dave McKean. And and again, darkness. Yes. It it really fits. (laughs) So in the past when we've seen, and and this, you know, if you, if you read the, if you read the solicits for the first issue, this is somewhat of a team up book as we will see Mm -hmm. and in the past when we've had these team up it's typically been one-on-one typically it's joker you know whether it's batman Mm -hmm. europa or deadly duo which was most recently the court of owls that's an interesting Mm -hmm. take why well primarily it's because i love them um, I mean, there's lots of kind of new villains that have been introduced over the years. I mean, my friend James Tinian, um, he's introduced, you know, countless number of kind of, you know, new villains and that they're all fantastic. But there's something about the Court of Owls for me personally that just really resonated. That kind of felt, they, they, they didn't feel like, and obviously these, these are created by, um, Scott Snyder and Greg Capula. Um, um, it, they didn't feel like a typical Batman villain. They felt very different and almost quite like they had their own mythology. And that's what 
really appealed to me this this sense of kind of a history that went beyond batman um and so it kind of felt that they were the natural choice to use in a story that was about cosmic horror they kind of fit fitted into that kind of world and i like the idea because obviously you know corvals they're very much we are gotham and we are you know this is our city and i like the idea that that perhaps in their own way they see themselves as much of the city as the as the protectors of the city as batman obviously feels he is the protector of the city and i felt that was some uneasy but some common ground that the two characters kind of shared uh, and i was able to sort of you know build build a story around that uneasy alliance where they do both want to protect the city that they are that they are in um so that's the kind of the starting point of where we where we begin and obviously it grows from there and goes to some quite interesting places but they're just they're such a i mean i mean i, I think what it is i grew up in an age of doctor who in the uk and the, the best villains in, in Doctor Who were always the ones with the blank, emotionless faces, you know, Cybermen being the standouts. And I think the Court of Owls kind of fit into that same kind of realm, you know, always wear the kind of the black suit, always had this very blank face, you know, so creepy. You know, who doesn't like a bit of creep? Wow, you mentioned Doctor Who. I'm... I'm... As soon as you mentioned it, I'm thinking the different variations of the master, including Missy, yeah. that came along uh, most recently. So yeah, I could definitely see that, you know, because there were definitely times where even they had to team up. Um, exactly. Now, now again, without spoiling, will there be more interaction with the court proper, or will Batman be doing a lot more with the a talent or two? Um. There, there will be there. There's yes. There, okay. there, there'll be. Some. <laughs> I was gonna say if you just want to say yes, that'll be. <laughs> I mean, like I mean, you know, obviously, the way that I've perceived the kind of the court, the talent is basically their weapon, uh, and you know when a weapon is needed, a weapon is what's used. Um, but obviously, the court of owls are the ones pulling the strings, shall we say. <laughs> So there's obviously there's going to be stuff there, but my lips are sealed. <laughs> gotcha. In other words, you all you got to pick up issue one and then the subsequent issues to follow. Yeah. Okay. Oh yes. So again, staying on this spoiler-free platform, <laughs> how different is the Batman from Gotham Below, as it's being called, from the character we've known all these decades? Mm, that's a that's a tight tightrope of a question to answer well batman below as i'm as i call him he is he if i tell you what my inspiration of batman below and that way i can kind of sidestep any narrative and that would be perfect because that was going to be my follow-up question what's the motivation behind him so here's 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 where we're going to go so I, i mean anyone that's watched well, anyone that knows Batman knows this is a common theme, but it always strikes me uh, when I watch uh, Mask of the Phantasm, when uh, in the midsection of the film and Alfred asks Bruce, 
that he always worries about um, him kind of walking this line and looking into the abyss. And it's while they're in the back cave and he's looking down into this chasm. And, you know, and that's a common theme, the idea of, you know, you look into the abyss and the abyss looks back. And so I've just taken it literally, you know, Batman looks into the abyss, but in the abyss, there is a reflection of Batman that looks back. Uh, and that is what Batman Below is. He's the he's a kind of dark reflection of everything that Bruce could become. He is literally monstrous. Um, and a lot of the story and the tension of the story is how does, does the existence of this other Batman, how does that affect our Batman and how does he deal with that that idea of looking into this reflection that is where he could end up if he's not very careful? So there's lots of, I mean, it's very much, it's a cosmic horror, but it's very much a psychological, um, you know, about kind of like, it's a character study of these characters as much as anything else and, and, the, and the psychological and emotional journey that they make along the way. So, if we have a Gotham below, is it possible that there is a metropolis below or a coast city or a... Oh, those, those are my sequels. Ah. If this does well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there just seems the potential to build a universe. I mean, we... Yeah, it's gonna, it's it's my baby. Like, you know, uh, Sean Murphy has his whole kind of white knife. Exactly. This will be mine. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, because, I mean, just the idea of this world below the world where things is, I don't want to say bizarre world, but it's almost as such. Where yeah, it, it, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. The, I, mean, it's, I mean, I love bizarro and, and, you know, and this is, this is another hat to that character. hundred percent. It's Batman's bizarro. Um, but, uh, you know, it's hard for me to talk about it too much because I want people to be really fresh when they come into it. Um, but there is, there is an intrinsic kind of reason why it's Gotham, and 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 it, and it all ties together. And I think people will be very satisfied when they get to the end of issue three. Uh, I mean, I, I'm, you know, I, I I'm not one for false modesty in this regards. I'm so proud of this book. It's the book I've always wanted to do. You know, it is very much a pseudo sequel to to um, Arkham Asylum, and. Um, I think it's really, really good. Uh, you know, I'm really excited for people to read it. I can't wait to see what the response is. Um, and I, I have faith. I have faith because I think we've done something good. And and just to be certain, this is a brand new story. Readers don't need to know Batman history in order to get no, into this. Absolutely not. No, absolutely not. I mean, I think that's what's really all the my favorite Batman stories, like, you know, Arkham Asylum. Obviously, Dark Knight Returns, um, but even like The Cult is a big one, Batman The Cult. Oh, yeah. um, hu- huge fan of that. Um, you know, it's there. So these <laughs> books have never been far from my side while I'm working on this. Uh, and I think the best Batman stories in any comic, really, are the ones that anybody can pick up. I mean, anyone can pick up The Killing Joke. You don't, you don't have to read anything to do with batman i remember my my uh my auntie reading it who's never never read a comic in her life and 
she was babysitting me as a as a child. I mean, I would I would have been about eight or nine. Which now thinking back, I, like I'm not sure why I was reading the Killing Joke, but there we go. I was, um, and uh, she picked it up and she read the Killing Joke and it enjoyed it. Um, and you know, I've approached this in the same way. There are obviously other characters from the from Batman lore and ba- you know Batman's history in there. But they are introduced in a way that if you don't know who they are, by the by the middle of the page that they're introduced, you know who they are. Um it's 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 a standalone, it's not connected to anything else that's happening. Um, and it's very much its own kind of self-contained thing. So total new reader friendly. So you've spent you spent most of your career as an artist, and you spent a lot of your career as a overseer, writer, you know, thinking about blessed thing, cheat, teat, uh, and, you know, again, as an artist, odyssey with Matt mm-hmm. Fraction. But now this is all you. Mm-hmm. You're doing the art, you're doing the writing and the colors. Doing this theme song. <laughs> <laughs> is, it, is it difficult to put yourself in the frame of mind of a cartoonist to do it all compared to doing one or the other? Oh, it's fun. It's it's too fun. You know, I like it's it's interesting. Like I've um I've always wanted to be a storyteller. And it's and it's weird. It kind of sounds a little trite to sort of say that, but it's that's my big motivation. Like I love telling stories. Like I love it, and I love the comic medium. And the thing that I love about comics, as a reader and as a creator, is that anybody can do a comic. Anybody. I used to do comics when I was ten years old. My uh, my six year old daughter has started to do rudimentary comics. They're both comics, you know, and and I love the fact that I can tell, I can tell any story, very personal, very small, very big, very epic, fantasyful, very real, realistic, and sometimes all those things combined. And you know, I don't need to go out and film. I don't need to go out and do special effects. It, it's a comic. I can just, you know, I can draw it to one of my collaborators. Can draw it, and the only the only budget is time, you know. I mean, I know I, w- I would never say that comics, uh, there's no budget, because there is, it's time. And obviously that time could cost money. But uh, for me to do this story, I mean, for instance, if I compare this to the book you mentioned, Bloodstained Teeth, for your listeners that don't know, I did a book called Bloodstained Teeth, at image with Patrick Reynolds as my co-creator and artist. And it's... Uh, it's kind of like a reflection of the real world using vampires to stand in for billionaires. And it's very critical of kind of like billionaires. And it's just about this vampire who sells, um, he will turn you into a vampire for money. So it's all about consumerism and capitalism and, and criticizing kind of millionaires and a little kind of like love story in regards to you know healthcare and how important healthcare is and because of all those issues being in the comic despite all the fantasiful elements of the vampires and all that i knew that that book had to be drawn in a very realistic way so when people looked at it it looked like our world 
And so I wasn't the artist for that because my work is very otherworldly. And so I worked with Patrick Reynolds, who, and for people who don't know, he's got a very photorealistic style. I mean, it's beautiful, absolutely beautiful. And so he was the right collaborator for that book. And he was the right artist for that book. For this one, it's cosmic horror. And for the things I said right at the start, it's kind of ethereal. It's intangible. It's it's otherworldly and just fantastical. And it doesn't have to look real. Um, and so I knew that I could I could do it. And it's it's fantastic, you know, to be able to sort of just go, this is a hundred percent me, you know. But I will say, I don't sit and go, what do I want to draw? There's an element of like obviously leaning towards well, I want to make sure there's there's incredible visuals. But the most important thing is not that, it's the story. And as long and the story goes where the story goes. You know, and there, there's been bits in this uh book that I have found a challenge to draw because I've had to go, okay, I've got to try and do this because the story's gone that way. So I haven't like gone, okay, I'm gonna take it easy as an artist and be like well, I don't want to draw that and I don't want to draw that, you know. I mean, one thing I don't really like drawing is cityscapes, but you don't but do it, Gotham. It's Gotham City, yeah. Without, you don't do Gotham without a cityscape, you know, so it's 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 doing that, you know. So it's 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 respecting the story and putting the story first. Um, and it's I, I, I'm so proud of it. I'm really, really, really pleased. I mean, this is my dream book, and I'm currently working on issue three. So the first issue is obviously comes out on the 10th of October. And by the time that comes out, I'll probably be two-thirds of the way through issue three. Uh, and so by the end of October, issue three will probably be done, uh, which won't be out then until I think January for issue three, because it's every other month. But uh, my point was that I'm already feeling like I'm going to be bereft. When this is done, I'll be like, it's done. You know, I may never get to draw Batman again, but I've put everything into this. You know, this is, this is, I haven't held anything back. This is as close uh, to like kind of what I've got in my head as I can possibly get. You know, this is me going for it. And, you know, you've just got to do that. You've, you've got to, you've got to put everything in, you know, and I'm treating it with the same love and care that I would treat a crowd own book that I own. You know, this is something, this is my love letter to a character who I love, a love letter to the book that inspired my career and uh, and, and a love letter to every single creator who I've enjoyed for the last 30, 40 years. I do appreciate how you how you are considering it, a love letter to Arkham Asylum. That is, that oh, is an awesome take on it. Hmm. So first of all, I'm just going to say, I can't wait to read your daughter's first comic as she continues on that legacy. <laughs> so I got I have to see it before everyone else to so make sure after, yeah. she get, after she gets that script done, yeah. I'm, I'm able to take a the look. The FOC is a few years away. You'll, you'll be fine. You've got plenty of time to pre-order. Great. And so again, yeah. the, the FOC that for Batman City of Madness is September the 10th. So make sure if you haven't ordered a copy yet, contact your comic book shop. If you order your stuff online, Reach out to them and get that order in before final order cutoff so that you can make sure you get uh, your copy of City of Madness on your shelf. Or if you're a digital reader, uh, be on the lookout for when it 
when it's up for pre-order either on Amazon or wherever you get your digital comics from. But Christian Ward, where can mm -hmm. fans find you if they want to follow you and, and see some of your, your scripts you and sketches? It, it's dead easy. You, I'm the same on Instagram and on Twitter. <laughs> I'm not holding the X. Um, and I'm CJ Ward Art at so at CJ Ward. Um art at CJ Ward Art. I've completely mangled that. CJ Ward Art at Twitter and Instagram. And I'll you can, be, you'll find me. You'll and, find me. And and that info will also be in the show notes if you want to go ahead and give a follow. <laughs> I definitely <Yeah>. do. <laughs> but Christian, thank you so much for joining us here at the you Batman are Universe. Very welcome. Again, thank you for having me. Thank October you. the 10th, everyone. Batman City of Madness. Make sure you get your orders in and be on the lookout because we will be covering it on the website through the oh, podcast be, and yeah. with reviews. So oh. Christian Ward. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Theo. Thank you for having me. Have a good night. Bye you now. You too. So again, I want to thank Christian for taking the time to sit with me to discuss City of Madness. I'm excited about it. Uh, having read it uh, a few days ago, I was able to get an advanced copy from DC, and I thank them for that. But again, uh, Batman City of Madness releases everywhere on October the 10th. However, if you have not ordered your copy yet from your local comic book shop, final order cutoff is this Sunday on September the 10th. So make sure you go out there and put your order in with your local comic shop. But that is going to do it for this episode of TBU Specials. Again, I want to thank Christian for taking his time to sit with me to discuss City of Madness. And I want to thank you all for listening in as well. Uh, as always, you can follow the Batman universe on all the social media platforms. Uh, we're on Twitter. I haven't started calling it X yet, uh, but we're also on Twitter. We're on Instagram and Facebook, and we are also on Threads, So you can follow us there as well. Don't forget, you can join our Discord server, join in and communicate and just talk about everything Batman uh, with other Batman fans. And uh, the link to the Discord server will be in the show notes as well. But again, thank you all again for listening in. Uh, I appreciate your support of TBU and I'll talk to you next time. Mm -hmm.